The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Breaking news. It's the Go Radio Football Show with the former Rangers in Scotland, Captain Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and the former Hamilton Ackies manager, Brian Rice, making his debut with us. Brian, great to see you. And what a weekend. You're going to join Barry for the next two hours. Yeah, looking forward to it. Great to see you in Go Radio. He's looking fit as a fiddle, isn't he, Barry? Brian is. I thought you were saying I was looking fit. No, he's looking well. No, it's great to see him. Listen, he was um, he was at one of the my, my local team in Hamilton, who always looked out every every Saturday for the results. And listen, he he was big on bringing the, the young players mm. through and done it for me. Done a fantastic job. Um, but and right up to the end, you ha- you thought Ackies were going to stay up. Yeah, I did. Yep. I did. But obviously now he decided um, that he needed a change, and hopefully he's not out of the game much much longer because football needs guys like Brian Rice in the game. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to speak to Brian Rice and Barry Ferguson well what a weekend Rangers drop points on flag day but they go one point clear at the top of the table ahead of Hibs and Hearts Motherwell are fourth after the draw with Rangers Dundee United win the derby and go fifth Celtic in the top six they're sixth after another away defeat at Livingston and Celtic haven't won away in the SPFL since Valentine's Day so was it uh, a bit of a massacre for Celtic losing out there at Livingston and Postacoglu people are saying now Barry is the honeymoon over well it was a surprise result if I'm being honest Paul yep. I fully expected Celtic to go there even if they're missing probably their two most important players in Callum McGregor and, and Kyogo um, I still thought they would have enough um, quality to go and get the three points but credit to Livingston they had a game plan and um in the end, Celtic didn't do enough and, and Livingston deserved to get the three points. The problem for Celtic is where are the goals coming from with uh, Giacomacus? We haven't seen him yet. Edouard's well away. Christie's away. Uh, Kyogo injured and out for another three weeks. Maybe, Brian, they've got nothing up front. Well, Ajay's uh, come in and done reasonably well. Got to sell a few goals, but Kyogo's a massive miss and I think everybody sees that. And I think even the last 10 minutes against Rangers when they put him through the middle, the threat he offered there gave Celtic fans hope but they're, they're definitely lacking goals. It's true. Ayeti has got a few games, of course, uh, a few goals in the last couple of weeks, uh, not yesterday. Barry, for Rangers, uh, kind of subdued flag day, although a great first half for Rangers, but 1-1 at the end. Yeah, I, I thought they played well in the, the first half. Second half, they, they didn't come out, I'm afraid. Um, they lost a poor goal. Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard um, was uh, frustrated at that. If you watch it back, Jack Simpson, mm. he's got to go and um, make contact with a player. Uh, he lets him into the box Golson gets a touch on it and then for me Barisic is flat footed and Muddle got the goal so look, it's clearly the manager's frustrated that's that's um, two points dropped for me uh, for Rangers First time in 18 months they've dropped points at Ibrox uh, in the league Brian uh, they're not playing the way they were last season what do you observe as a, a Premier League manager when oh. you when you watch them? I think we were the last team at Hamilton to go there and take the points oh, off them we beat them 1-0 oh, yeah, Just before yeah. lockdown Yes, yeah. before lockdown but I saw Motherwell last week against Aberdeen and I thought they were exceptional. Their work rate, their, their organisation and they're streetwise now. They're streetwise now. Uh, and to go to Ibrox, especially on Flag Day and get a point, is a massive result. Was it after your result against Rangers that Stephen Jarrett said, I'm going to have to think about what's happening here? It was just before the lockdown and people were beginning to turn. When you think about it, that was two seasons, Rangers in third season with uh, Stephen Gerrard and it wasn't going well at all. They'd lost to Hearts in the Cup. Um it's remarkable what happened then in the next months for the next season, the way Rangers went 25 points clear. It's amazing, but that's just football. It shows you, you know, you need time. Stephen needed time to build his team to get all his ideas across. And, you know, that was a poor season for Rangers. Uh, and uh, 
got 25 points clear the following season shows mm. you the job that he's done and the, the turnaround in players uh, and I think it'll be very very close this season again Rangers fans what do you think 0808 17 17 700 the table doesn't lie Rangers after 6 games on 13 points then the two Edinburgh sides despite uh, drawing at the weekend and Brian Rice was at one of the games at the Hibs game we'll talk about it Hibs and Hearts both on 12 points what about Motherwell on 11 points Dundee United on 10 Celtic on 9 Aberdeen on 8 it's also almost crisis time at Pataudry. St. Johnson on six, they get a win. Livingston uh, on four after the win against Celtic. St. Mirren on four. Ross County on three and Dundee on three. It's tight at the bottom. Uh, Barry, it was quite a weekend, wasn't it? Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. This was his view of Rangers' draw with Motherwell. We've got defence situations better. We've, we've got a lot of praise last year for clean sheets and being really tough lay against, but their goals come from us being a little bit, uh, a little bit flaky. You know, we, we could have defend, we could have got out wide quicker, we could have dealt with that situation. Um, and unfortunately, we can see the goal on the back of that, so that's where the frustration comes in. But if you look at the 90 minutes, we, we've created a lot of chances. We, we've got to the final third so many times, but we haven't rewarded ourselves for that good play. We'll speak about that in a moment or two. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. So they went to Livingston, they knew they hadn't won there since Livy came back up in, what, 2018. So afterwards, one goal defeat. Yeah, no, it was disappointing uh, performance and disappointing result. I mean, we, we just we didn't start the game the way we should have. We, we, we kind of went into the game and, and, you know, we tried to ease our way into it and you know, then you, you allow them to score and then you've dug a hole for yourself and, and we didn't really... I mean, we, we created chances, but our decision-making in the front third was pretty poor and, you know, um, they defended really resolutely and uh, disappointing afternoon for us. He sounds really, really down. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Uh, he does sound down um, clearly again. Um, he's a frustrated manager. That, that's a, a place where I've not been disrespectful to Livingston, but Celtic with the quality, even with the players that I'd mentioned earlier on that they're missing, they should still have enough. Um, they created some chances, but as I said, they, they just failed putting the ball in the back of the net. And all credit to Livingston. I watched the game. I thought Livingston defended ever so well. Um, I thought they were really rigid, solid and compact. And um, I thought they deserved it, Livingston, in the end. For Celtic huffed and puffed. Um, Livingston made sure that they, they didn't get that vital goal. Keeper made a couple of good saves, but defensively I thought they were brilliant. Andrew Shinney, what a day for him. They moved him up front and it worked, Brian, didn't it? Oh, it's a fantastic goal. Yeah. And if you look at his movement, when the ball goes into the wide left area, you know, he, go, he goes one way, then checks and gets across the Welsh. But it's a fantastic finish. And he's not a natural striker, the lad. But for me, take the goal away, he did. It was absolutely outstanding. But I'm sure that the Celtic manager was aware of Celtic's record at Livingston on the pitch. You know, he must have been made aware of that before the match. You know, there are no easy games in the Premier League. No. Absolutely none. You look at the results of the weekend, the two teams at the top of the league couldn't beat teams down the bottom of the league. So it's very, very competitive this year. Lots of St Mirren fans listening here. And actually, we got quite a few people from the capital as well. Uh, you saw the 2 2 draw. What did you make of them at Easter Road? St Mirren, I thought St Mirren were very, very good. You know, the first half they cancelled Hibs out. Hibs never had one effort on target. Uh, St Mirren were comfortable and scored, Brophy scored a fantastic goal. Yeah. Hibs made a, a substitution at half time. Uh, Scott Allen came on and for 20 minutes they ran the show. They got themselves in front. But St Mirren, to their credit and to Jim's credit, he brought a striker on and went two up top to get the game, uh, get the goal back. And they got it back. And for me, they were a better team on the day. Uh, I was really—it's the first time I've seen them this season. I was impressed. I was impressed with the young lad reading midfield, sixteen-year-old. 
And I was really impressed by the boy Connor Ronan that they brought on loan from Wolves. What did you make of him? I thought he was excellent. Mm. You know, composed on the ball. The pass for the first goal, he sold a wee dummy in the middle of the pitch to buy himself time. And it was a, a great pass, a nice weighted pass. And, and he was on for about 70 minutes. But 70 minutes, I was really, really impressed with the young lad. Man of the match, Eamon Brophy, he joined us a few weeks ago, Barry. And uh, these are the goals that he wanted. I know he got chalked off the other week, which you thought it shouldn't have been. But yep. he's on he's on fire. He's always a player, Paul, that I've liked. From a young kid coming through at Hamilton. Um, and then obviously got his move to Kilmarnock. It didn't quite work for him. Got his move to St Murn, get injured. I just think if Brophy gets a run of games, I think he'll be a, a big player for St Murn. Um, he can score goals, he's got a good touch, he can link up play. I've always liked him, so hopefully for Brophy's sake, he gets a run of games. And if he gets a run of games, you never know. He was he was close to that Scotland squad no long ago. Yep, um, so hopefully he'll be back in. Yep. You never know, but he's, he's definitely he's an important player. Um, for Jim Goodwin some period of the year isn't it there's so many games good win for you at the weekend Barry as well he's smiling Brian because you can always tell what's happening with Allah. This first result I look for well one of the first but pleased to get the result yeah it's a, as I said last week great result against Falkirk yep. poor um, first half performance against Deirdre bit better in the second half and then I get a reaction um, on Saturday and we just need to get a level of consistency Paul mm. um, that's all we, we need to do we'll be working on certain things that we need to get better on tomorrow night uh, but that's our first away victory um, on the road it was it was good to get that one so no all credit to the boys um, they put a real shift in for us still quite tight at the top isn't it yep Queen's yeah. Park dropped points so they're joint top of the table so it's uh, yep it could be anyone's league I, I don't think yep. anybody's going to run run away nope. if, if, if a team gets a level of consistency which they've struggled to get so far this season, I think then they can maybe get a, a bit of a points gap. Um, but everybody's dropping points against everybody. Um, there's good teams in there. Um, it's a real competitive league. So we just need to try and, as I say, get a level of consistency, getting getting wins week in, week out. And Brian, your old team, Hamilton Ackies, uh, it's a really tough start to the season, second bottom and losing again at the weekend. Yeah, it's a disappointing result for them at the weekend. Uh, but Barry's used the word there three times that every manager's looking for consistency, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't want to be consistently getting beat and no scoring goals. So, really tough start for Hamilton. Uh, by all accounts, they played really well. First half, never took their chances. And as football often happens, you don't take your chances. You get caught with a sucker punch and that happened. It happened when we played them in the, the cup as well. You know, with all the possession, they got a chance, took it, and we couldn't break them down. So, Hamilton's got good players I know they've got good players they've always got good young players uh, and I'm sure they'll start climbing the league shortly Brian will we take some calls you ready? yep you can speak to Brian Rice and Barry Ferguson Sean is on the line hi Sean good evening hi there uh, Brian hi there Ferguson and hi there Paul <laughs> hi. oh it says Mr Ferguson wasn't hi, there for him <laughs> I've got a shirt and tie on today I was at Hamilton Races there it was a good afternoon there and uh, so yep got the I've seen, you, I've seen you look better. All right, okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I went into fashion with Barry. He slaughters every one of us. Uh, Sean, what do you feel about yesterday? A wee bit of a, an anti-climax for you? Uh, the first half I thought we were all right, uh, Paul, but the second half I thought we looked a bit um, classy. But we're letting in too many goals at the back for a team last season that won the league with 25 points. I say yep. um, Rangers would win the league with 25 points. I think that's time eight weeks' time for now. Um, but we're letting in too many goals because these Rangers have had the season we had last season and we would actually be nine points clear of Celtic that would be a that would basically be running away but already wouldn't it? it would be 
Barry, that but is that, just that's not... why the manager's yeah. frustrated. I, I don't know if, uh, if Brian's seen the goal. I mean, I think Simpson, he, he's just got to go and, and try and win that ball there. He, he steps away from the guy, lets him into the box. Then Golson's got a decision to make. He knocks it. Then I look at Barisic as well, bit flat footed in the box. It's a, it's an, avoid, a, an avoidable goal for me. And that's where I think why the manager's angry and frustrated. Sean, here's your manager speaking about the sort of flaky defending. We'll see what type of reaction we get because you, you know if you keep having them moments, um, unfortunately you won't get at the end of the season what you're looking for. So it's important we learn from today. You know, at one 0 we've got to go and take our chances. We need people to step up in the final third and be more creative, and we need people to take our chances because if that went to two 0 today, I could see more goals on the back of that. But at one 0 I never really felt comfortable on the side, so we need to look at that. Brian, I think the, when you go back and look at the goal, you know. Mothers got it in a wide position and the Rangers allow them to come in the in field with it. Tavernier, I don't think there's enough to show somebody down the line, Barry. I think, you know, he allows some space to play the ball in and there's a big gap. And You're right what you say, Simpson's got to do much better there. You know, he, he goes and he checks and he yeah. stops and then you know, Golson puts in a half a challenge. I think Barisic is a wee bit unlucky. I think he's, he's looking to see something else happening and he's caught in the wrong foot. I know you said a bit flat-footed. He may well be, but, you know, Mother will take the game at them. You know, they took their chance and you've got to do that when you go to these places but Rangers have got to get back to having clean sheets and I think Stephen mentioned this when they played pre-season at Tranmere when they lost 1-0 you know I heard them talking about the defending there and you know they were fantastic last year I'm not getting away from it defensively really really sound but you know teams now think they maybe get a chance against them mm -hmm. and that's last year you didn't think you'd get a chance yeah. Sean but, yeah yeah well, last season I blanked me even most of the game at Ibrox and in Europe I had some records, so I had blind right there. But see, see that season, see, Simpson and um, I, I can't yeah. remember the other boys' name, uh, midfielder anyway, playing in Europa League or other but uh, Lindstone or something, I don't know if oh. they're good enough for Rangers to. Well, the manager spoke about Lundstrom the other day and thinks, uh, you know, he's getting... Maybe he needs a run. And Barry, yeah, well, you watched you him last year. You don't play in the Premier League for sure. two years yeah. with Sheffield United. I mean, the first year Sheffield United came up, Lundstrom was one of the, the, the top performers. I mean, I watched Sheffield United a lot because young John Fleck, um, yep. uh, he came through as a young kid when I was at, at Rangers. Um, it's just going to take time. You don't get a lot of time when you're at the Old Firm. Um, so he needs to hit the ground running pretty quickly because he was a big signer. I know it was a Bosman, mm -hmm. but... He was a player that the managers chased for a long time and I think he beat off a lot of clubs to bring him in now. Lundstrom needs to go and show how good he is. Sean, I need to check here. Brian, are you okay? Did you fall off the chair there? What happened? Uh, well, I got brought down again. <laughs> Twice in one season, it's disgraceful. Uh, Sean, Fashion Sakala, did you see enough of him? Um, see, when he's came on, I actually think he's got to turn um, a top player. He scored a good goal, but... I think that that boy does look good. I've only seen him like one or two times, um, but every time he comes on, it seems like he's a happy player, always smiling, and got a wee bit of skill about him. And I, I think the boy's gone places. Sean, where are you with Morelos? What's your feeling? I mean, he came on, he was dropped. I, I know he'd maybe taken a knock in the midweek game. What's your thoughts on the striker? See, to be honest, see this season, I'm a big fan of Morelos. I just I don't like his stupidity stuff, but. Apart from that, I'm a big fan of him, but this season, I don't think he's uh, came out of first year. I think he's still in first year, don't know. Mm -hmm. But if Morelos gets a couple of goals, everybody knows you're going a good run. So. Mm -hmm. 
Here's the manager about Sakala. You can see how lively he is, his pace. He gives us a different uh, option up there. You know, Buff's obviously got a tight hamstring. We wanted to protect that. But yeah, it, it, I think he's settled now and he's ready to explode at any given moment. But he needs to carry on being hungry for goals. Today, I thought he was. You know, he could have went and got a second. Kem Arouf has a fantastic chance on 47 minutes to kill the game. Uh, but unfortunately, he just wasn't there today. Barry, that was the thing. So much pressure. One yeah, goal. in terms yeah. of Sakala, yeah. he, energetic. He, mm. he showed that he was he was hungry to grow and um, prove that he, he he's a good player. Uh, that that will be a work in progress. In terms of Morelos, I hear a lot of people talking about oh he's in a mood about moving. He's got to forget about that, Brian. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the window's shut now. If he wants to get a move, he needs to start performing. And Rangers need him because you know what I think him. I think mm. when he's on form, Rangers are a far better team with Morelos in it. Mm. Um, but he needs to. I know the manager says he's got a tight hamstring, um, but we, Rangers need him back. He needs to forget about all the noise for outside and just concentrate on doing what he does best, and that's score goals. Was that a major step forward for Rangers in retaining the title, the fact that Celtic couldn't win, they lost at Livingston? Yeah, they get away with one. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure when they came in after the game, they would have been looking at that and thought, they would have probably been thinking in the back of their mind that Celtic mm. would have went, like most people to get the three points so that they've come away with a point they've gained a point on on Celtic that's the way they've got to look at it but at home against Muddle look Muddle have been excellent the last three or four weeks there's no doubt about it um, but you you fully expect Rangers to get the three points but look Celtic have went away to Livingston and not gained any so listen it's not been a bad day for Rangers Sean sure, we're going to have to take a break here thanks for calling we'll speak to you soon cheers the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. He'll be with us throughout the evening. We're with Barry Ferguson and Brian Rice and taking loads of your calls. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney here in the studio in the heart of Glasgow. Live and on from five every evening. Rob McLean will be here tomorrow night. I'll tell you shortly who's going to be with Rob. And there's so much to talk about tonight. Tomorrow night, in fact, it's going to be John Hartson, Stephen Cragen, and then Wednesday we've got Chris Burke and Shelley Kerr. Uh, Craig Moore will be on during the week, Mark Guidi and uh, Divi Proven. And Barry, you're getting a couple of, you're getting a wee bit of a rest this week. You're going to take it easy. It's been non-stop for you over the summer. Yeah, taking a few days off. Um, so I'm um, looking forward to it. Great to have Brian Rice with us. You deserve it, especially after the win at the weekend. Football management, Brian, it must be one of the... Oh, listen, it's privileged. It's amazing. But it must be non-stop. That's what I think. Social media, phone calls, texts, everyone's got an opinion. How tough is it than a manager that when things are going wrong? Uh, it's really tough. You know, the hardest part is not taking it personal and the hardest part is not taking it home with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to think I didn't take it home, but I know I do. You know, and the hardest part is trying to put that face on in front of your players every day, make the training upbeat. Then you get into your office, you collapse into your chair. Somebody chaps your door, you put the face back on. Yeah. You're you're continually trying to lift people. Uh, and I keep saying it, who lifts me? That's it. You know, who uh, lifts the leader? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just say you look in the mirror and you need to lift yourself. That's why you're in this job. No, nobody asks you to get into the job. You get into it with your eyes open. Uh, and for me. It was fantastic, a brilliant learning curve, being a manager, I've been an assistant for 20 years, you know, but I loved it, I loved every minute of it, winning, losing, drawing, you know, Monday morning, you're ready to go again, and for me, it was a challenge every single day. What about the highs as well? Because that, that's, you know, you've shared there what it was like. I remember uh, after a, a poor result, and you came back in the bus, it'd been a lot, remember we, Barry? We, we spoke, yeah, about, we spoke about, about, about that it. was brilliant, no many yeah. managers will do that. What did he do? Up, he came stepped out, stepped off he? the yep. bus and had a chat with the fans that were outside, and 
that's a, that's a real man for me. A dark um, and Emerson and yeah. is easy to go and, yep. and try and hide for them, but yep. sometimes you've got to stand yeah, up to well, them. Barry, we went to Ibrox with eight fit players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Easton hadn't played for six months, and we couldn't get the game off with COVID, with injuries. Yep. They made us play, and we lost 8 now, you know, and the fans weren't happy, quite rightly so. I wouldn't be happy if my team lost 8 now. You had eight fit players? Yeah. Yeah, so when we came back, there was a group of supporters wanted a chat, and the security boy coming in says, I'll get them rid of them. And I just says, No, don't get rid of them. You know, they're Hamilton mm-hmm. fans. They're here because they care. Yeah. They come down to the ground because they care. I wanted to have a go at me, quite rightly so. You know, so I went out and I had a chat with them. Some some took it well, other ones, no, they, they weren't ready and all that. But it's their club. Mm-hmm. It's, it's their club. They came down in a wet, mm-hmm. cold Sunday night where their team had been made 8 now because they cared. And that was my biggest thing about it. But they don't see the problems with yeah. eight, eight fit players sure. with a COVID yeah. situation. And then, I mean, I remember watching that game. But I think there was a few debuts as well, weren't yeah. there? The, yeah. the boy yeah. was uh, the bench was just littered with, mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you some of the great moments you had were in is in the derby. You had a great run against Motherwell, and I'm saying that also because on the line now, uh, and Motherwell are doing really well this season. Hugh's on from Lanark. Hugh, good evening. Good evening, guys. I used to like you, Paul, until you brought <laughs> that up. That's right. Well, you know, I'm from... My uncle Matt used to play for Ackies uh, and uh, always had a soft spot. Nobody believes that, but I do have a soft spot for the Ackies. Um, but, yeah, it's great to see Brian in here because he did. I mean, he gave you a doing a few times, didn't he, in the Derby? See, when you look at Muller's record in the Derby, yeah. we don't have a very good record. No. We might have, like... I know Louis Moulds a few years ago scored yep. four at Far Park, but we never, ever had a good record. We won... I think once it, um, I think Brian was in charge of that game. I think we won once with Louis Moat won we won one nil. Yep. Uh, apart from that, nothing after that. Mm. Just our record was shocking. Even against Airdrie, beginning of the season, Airdrie beat us two 0 Right, I'm don't Hugh, don't. You, don't I'm not. I'm not. You're not on to be beaten up by us about it. I was just to mention it at the beginning. Because <laughs> listen, what a weekend for you. One one against Rangers, uh, and what a run you're on. Look at the table. Uh, Eleven points, just a point behind. Uh, Hearts and Hibs, and you're just two off Rangers. No, I, I think the way that I was looking at the, I was obviously on here uh, yep. previous uh, last year, thinking that like, talking about um, Stephen Robinson and when Alexander came in was a, I think Rob actually asked me the question, are you worried about your team? Mm-hmm. And I went no, because the players that we're going to bring in hopefully will do the job, and they have done the job. I think you need to give a manager time. And the problem being is, in football, you guys will know you've got two managers in there as well. Yep. Guys have been in the position. You don't get time in football, and I don't like that. I like, you need to give somebody a transfer window, not just one, not just six months. You need to give them a couple of transfer windows. Graham Alexander's had that. Well, obviously they're going to get a lot more. And you can, I think you can actually see the benefits of giving a manager time. Mm-hmm. Don't go on his back. I, I don't go on a manager's back because at the end of the day, or even the players, nobody goes out to lose a game of football, no matter who you are. I don't care who you are. You don't go out wanting to lose a game of football. We went there on Sunday, uh, yesterday, where everybody ripped us off because uh, we're going against Rangers, and quite rightly so. We went to Ibrooks in the past, even Parkhead in the past, and we've sat there with 10 players behind the ball. But Graham Alexander stated we are not going to do that, and hopefully we didn't do that. Hopefully people actually seen we didn't do that. I thought we actually made a good account of ourselves. We've lost one game this season. It was against Hibs at the beginning of the season, the first game, and the actual fans stayed in the stadium and applauded the team. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that third part where you applaud getting beat. So I think that the players are actually coming across outstanding. How they're coming across to us, how they're performing, especially Tony Watt. Tony Watt's outstanding for us this year. Mm-hmm. Absolute Kevin Van Veen, 
still isn't 100% fit, and you can see the difference with him and Tony Watt up front. It was just to see what the guys actually thought about the game, because I've just in the car there, mm-hmm. uh, finished work, and it was obviously unfortunate I didn't catch it. Right. Well, here you go. Do you know what frustrates, what frustrates me when teams like Muddle go to places like Ibrox or Parkhead and, and Brian Zaki's team went, it's like how bad Rangers were, how bad Celtic were. Mm-hmm. But the actual clubs don't get credit, or the teams don't get credit, and Muddle deserve a lot of credit. Yep, Rangers had a lot of the ball in the first half, but the second half, Muddle stood up to it and created a few chances, and if you go through that Muddle team, I mean, I've just wrote it down, Kelly and goals, I think he's a top goalkeeper, Oja- is it Ojala? Ojala. Yeah. He looks Ojala, a good, Ojala, yeah. yeah, he yep. looks a, a decent signing. Uh, solid, he's a, a defender. Yep, oh, O'Hara in the middle of the pitch, I've always liked him, the big boy you just mentioned, the Dutch boy Van Veen, Tony Watt, I mean, for me, Tony Watt just needed a club that suited him. He's settled now, Tony Watt, and he's getting a run of games. And Tony Watt is getting better and better every single game I watch him. Had a great chance as well to I think, score. I think Tony Watt's now found himself playing his favourite position. Mm-hmm. Last year he sort of came uh, Hugh coming off the left, and I don't think he really enjoyed that. I think he's an excellent centre forward. Mm-hmm. And you, you touched on something there, the fans. I was at the game last week against Aberdeen. An absolute sta- outstanding ovation, and the players were. It was like being at a German match, Barry. At the end of the game, the players went right around the field, clapping the fans. The fans applauded them all the way down the pitch. The manager was there, the assistant manager. It was brilliant to see, and they deserved it because the performance against Aberdeen was absolutely outstanding. Hugh, what about the Rangers' goal though? Sakala, we saw in the replays afterwards that the linesman who was in line with it completely missed it. He was offside. Well, I, I don't, there's no use in talking, but yeah, we can moan about it and say it was a mile offside and how the linesman didn't see it, but then you can revert that back to when the ball's hit McGabby on the hand mm-hmm. or on the yeah. arm. Mm-hmm. It's the same linesman and he's not seen it, so could we could we have had a penalty? There's no use in saying, oh, we could have, we should have. It's all about ifs and buts. It's Great attitude. Oh, yeah. We were 1-0 we down. Yep. Yes, offside goal, but the, the players stepped up the to the bar and says no we'll get back in this game so that's what uh, I look at the positives that we came back into the game with the, I would have loved us to win it to actually go top of the league then I would have just wanted another Covid situation and cancel the league <laughs> <laughs> um, what about can you for you can you Woolery getting that goal his first he's got pace to burn M- Mullow's always had wingers who pace to burn and I think it was a confidence issue with Woolery he wasn't confident. You've seen it in games. He wasn't wanting to take players on. Now I think he's getting his confidence because he's hearing the fans. He's getting a lot of support for the fans. Just what Brian was talking about mm. there. Before the team bus left yesterday at Ibrox, there was near enough 150 fans outside yeah. Fir Park waving them away. Mm. So I think that says how the team's playing this year and how the supports are actually getting behind them. Brian, Hugh, you mentioned the manager and uh, giving him time and giving him transfer windows to try and get the squad that he wants. And you mentioned a couple of players there, Woolery, Van Veen, these lads, people up here had never heard of these lads before. And I know that he'd worked with boy Van Veen before. And he's brought in good quality players, you know, from lower league in England. Players he obviously knows. So, fair play to Motherwell for giving them the opportunity. And But the lads are stepping up to the mark. I mean, you probably didn't know half these players that he was bringing in. Oh, definitely not. Even Slattery in the middle of the park. What a midfielder he is. He's an absolute mm. engine. I always say, when Alan Campbell left, Motherwell, it would be so difficult to replace because of what he'd done in the middle of the park. His engine, his fight in the middle of the park. And Slattery's actually stepped right in that to, to actually let O'Hara go and do what O'Hara does. Well, you've and lost Campbell and you, you've lost Campbell and you've lost Turnbull. 
you know? Yeah. And you're still putting a run to five games undefeated, you know? So the manager's obviously doing something right. Uh, Hugh, the boy Grimshaw as well, he's decent. He works, he does a real good job for, for Muddle in the middle oh. of the park as well. I mean, he can play anywhere. I've seen him play at fullback at times for Muddle. He was, um, he, previously before he got injured there, Barry, it was a. It was a a bad injury for him. He was out for quite a while. He was left back. He was right back. He was right mid. He was left mid. So it was. He's a fantastic player. His engine again as well. Mm-hmm. He would run through a brick wall for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's what you actually need as a player. You know that as well. You need a player who will just give you everything for the full ninety minutes. Even if you're not on the ball, you still need to be working off the ball. Either whether you're getting in position, giving players the option to give you the ball, to actually give you those mm-hmm. triangles to move the ball about, uh, and it's great to see. So, Muddle's a roller coaster. We're up one season down the next, yeah. but well, it's great to see we're back. Well, it's only two years ago you were third in, in the league, so I'm just looking yeah. at it now. Today, you're fourth at the moment. Could you come third? Well, I, a lot of my little fans just want us to finish top six. Yeah. That, that's, the main survival for teams like ourselves, Brian will tell you that, is stay in the league. Mm-hmm. That, is the, that is the main main objective for the season. That was the Graham Alexander's objective. When he came in, keep us in the league and he done that outside the old firm managers he had the best record best win ratio out of the full league when he just got brought in for those months so that says something about his managerial style how he yep. wanted yeah we, we, we won games dirty I would rather win dirty than lose playing brilliant mm. it's all about points but Hugh I saw a different I saw a different Motherwell team last week I saw a Motherwell team last week that were strong organised fit and they were fouling, stopping the games. Streetwise, I was calling it. Streetwise, you know, a yeah. little tug, a little click of the heels, something, and it was just stopping the game, you know. And, and the past couple of seasons, I've not really seen that. Teams were just coming through Motherwell at times. I never saw that last week. Barry, is that a mirror of the manager? You played alongside him, I think, with Scotland, with Graham Alexander. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he was quiet, yeah. uh, Graham, when I played with him at international football. But listen, you always keep a lookout at the guys who you played with. He, he had a few jobs down in England. It was good to see him get the opportunity up here. And and look, this season, it, Motherwell, his Motherwell team are starting to, mm-hmm. to go in a bit of a role. And they're a decent outfit, as, as Brian just mentioned there. They are streetwise. They've got a bit about them as well. They, they can play, but you know what? When, it, when you need to roll your sleeves up, they get fired in. Um, so... They're a decent outfit, Muddle. And I see you get booked again. Yeah. So he's got, you know, that passion. Oh, he's got yeah. the passion. There's no doubt about that. The side of the pitch, he got, he got sent off against uh, Hamilton when they, we beat them 4 1. I didn't want to mention that, you know. <laughs> oh, you did, <laughs> really. Did. But the one thing, the one thing about at Fair Park, yeah. if Motherwell's on the roll, the mm. atmosphere the fans create is fantastic. Yeah. It is. It really but is what, fantastic. What about the pitch at Fair Park now? It's like a bowling oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. You know, I was. It's one of words. It's won awards for the last two years. Uh, Paul Matthew does an amazing job mm. for the budget he's got. And now that park gets reseeded. It gets lifted and reseeded every year. Mm. It's brilliant. So, it's the community aspect of the club as well, Hugh, as you well know. It's been remarkable. I know Jim McMahon, the chairman, so many people do great work there. Uh, it's quite a story. And here in the West, we would love to see Motherwell stay top six. What about this weekend? You've got Ross County at Fir Park. I don't think we've got any fear going into it. I think no. it's all confidence with how we've been, so why not go in? Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the games at Fir Park. We're doing well at Fir Park. The fans, as Brian says there, fans are right behind the team at the minute, and that, you guys will know, that makes a difference to a player. On the park, if you hear me think, oh, this, this is the G up that we're needing here, 
it gives you that extra 5%. 10%, it, it pushes you on a wee bit more when you feel tired, especially the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. You think, oh, my legs are going. No, I'm here again. So it's fantastic to see. Uh, pleased with how the team's going. I'll constantly support them, no matter what, with thick or thin. That's what the fans should be doing. Hugh, great call. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Monday night edition. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Brian Rice, the former Hamilton Aki's manager. We're trying to work out how many clubs you've been involved with, either playing, obviously, at Hibs and in management. So I said, uh, in the management side, Falkirk, Hamilton Aki's, uh, Hibs. But Airdrie. Airdrie, Morton. yeah. Morton as well. There's more. Brian, give us a... Inverness, Clyde, Airdrieorians. Anyone you haven't been with? Uh, <laughs> still time. One or two. One still, or still time. time, hopefully. We'll speak more about what comes up next for you. We hear you on a Saturday afternoon at times uh, on the BBC, and we hear Rob there as well. So uh, that's the way it is these days, isn't it? People, yeah, it's, it's good uh, yeah. to keep involved. That, that, that's the main thing. Um, but it must be so much part of your life. People, listen, yeah. it's part of your life, a 15-year-old boy, when you, when you go full-time and... Uh, your sat- you need your Saturday fix that- that's the way I look at it I mean when I-, I was out I never had a job for about 13-14 months and I was whether it was a junior get I would go and watch any game just to get out and watch a game of you watch it all the time well here's Scott who was hoping to get his Sunday fix at Livingston watching yesterday uh, on the telly and listening here and go Scott you're in Ireland at the moment a Celtic fan good evening Scott hi guys how's it going on yeah we're fine yourself ah uh, great 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 thanks are you wearing yeah, hi, 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 uh, Brian. How you doing, Scott? Hi, Scott. Whereabouts are you in Ireland? Uh, Leitrim. On oh, Leitrim? Yeah, County Leitrim, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. in the south of Ireland. So, what about that yesterday? Celtic knew the pitfalls yeah, of going to Livingston. Yeah. yeah. What did you make of it? The manager said uh, some of it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the the play was pretty pedestrian at times, and uh, just didn't get enough going forward really. I just about, I wanted to talk about Liam Scales because I heard um, yeah. Ange Postacoglu apparently was saying that he's not ready yet. But I, I watch the League of Ireland here. I go to the games. Um, he's played like 24 games this season. Mm. And he's played in Europe. I just wonder why he's not playing like in the first team. Barry? Yeah, I, I'm the same. I watch the League Ireland, Scott. My, my son's over in Waterford. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, I've seen him playing, yeah. Yeah, and I've I've seen uh, scales for Shamrock a couple of times and to be quite honest with you, you stood out for me. Um, and I'm with yeah, you, obviously. Yeah. You know, they've been playing since the middle of March their season starts. Um, that's right, yeah. They have a small break, I think, in June for only 10 days. Um, so yeah, right, yeah. he's certainly up to speed in terms of, of game time um, I don't know whether it's because it is a big leap there's no doubt about it going for the Irish League yeah, into the, yeah, the yeah. Premier League but there's no doubt that he's he's definitely a, a decent player and he's he's got a real good opportunity because as I said I've seen him twice this season for Shamrock and he's definitely uh, got the potential to, yeah. to make it at Celtic it's, it's, it's... It's good, it's good learning stuff because he actually scored a goal a winning goal against the team that I go out to uh, watch and he scored a winning goal Sure. Um, last one to so like he's 20 yards out Yep, here's Brian Rice Sean, I think maybe a little thing in the manager's mind might be that the old firm fans in particular are very quick to judge mm-hmm. you know somebody comes in and plays a game if they play poorly oh he's rubbish he's he's not going to do his blood, all this stuff or if they come in and play really well oh we've got a right one here you know and it's the lad just maybe needs a wee bit of time to, to settle in, get to know the players, get to know the style. It's a new style for everybody at Celtic. My chair's just fell again. 
Uh, but it's so often they get judged very, very quickly, and he's maybe afraid of that, and he wants to give the lad time to settle. Six foot two, big defender, but he can score goals. Yeah. Well, Brian's just went to about five foot two <laughs> with that chair. That was like me heading the ball, five <laughs> foot two. Uh, um, it's no laughing matter for Celtic. Yeah, listen, I mean, it will take him time yeah. to adjust the boy's skills, but he certainly got potential. That's the reason why Celtic have went to sign him. Um, you've seen, I think Jim Goodwin used that that market very well last season. I was impressed with some of the players that came for the, the League Island and... And scales, I think, once he settles down, as, as Brian says, it's the pressure and the expectations that are put on you mm. at the old firm. Um, it'll be totally different from what he'd be used to at, at Shamrock. Um, but I, I'm sure once Postacoglu thinks he's he's up and running, that he'll get he'll get a chance. And I, I think he's got every opportunity of becoming a a decent player for Celtic. I think I think a lot of the problems with the old firm players are, especially a lot of the new ones. They've not been at clubs before where it's demanded you win. Mm -hmm. You know, it's expected you win every single game. It's demanded you win every single game. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you bring quite a few players in and you put them on the team at the same time, you know, the expectation is incredible. Mm. You know, Barry, you've been there before, you know, you had to win every game against the Rangers. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Yeah, it's a different prep. I mean, I've seen, Brian, with players that we'd sign even for big money coming in four, five, six million pounds. Mm. And if you had a bad performance, a bad result, the fans are right on you and they would be coming in and saying Woof, what's that all about well yeah, you need to get used to it quickly because you're demanded sure. you win three points that's the same at Rangers and Celtic the expectations the pressure that's put on put on you to win every single week so it was a really poor performance by your team Scott by Celtic yesterday uh, here's the manager speaking about it tampered by us by the pitch and that's the problem I think too much talk about that stuff and, and we fell into the trap of thinking that somehow we couldn't be the team we have been um, and that's disappointing and what about the uh, the front third he wasn't happy our front third play was was poor not just the front players just our general movement like I said we, we we didn't start the game well I think we, we fell into the trap of sort of knowing that this game has its certain challenges and then from that you kind of you start with the wrong mindset because we, we were trying to play safe and and worrying about too many things instead of playing our football and, and we paid a price Scott, so look at the table already. So after six games, Rangers, uh, they've dropped five points already, which they just didn't do last year. But Celtic yeah. are in nine points after six games. So... Yeah, it's shocking. Can, uh, the way is, is shocking. It's, you haven't won. Can you? Will you win the league? Is there any prospect? Um, right now, I would say no. But, um, but then they get the players back, obviously, like Kyogo and that back end, but it's it's going to be a difficult task, I think. Yeah, Larry. Dropping yep. points at the minute. Yeah, he, he's a massive miss. That's one thing that I've been so impressed, and I think Brian will agree. His movement, any young forward, or any forward for that matter, go and watch his movement. His movement's frightening. I um, think they're missing James Forrest as well. Mm, Forrest yeah. gives him so much. Mm. He's a great outlet. He's started getting himself goals. So they're missing two top-class forwards. You know, yeah, and obviously Callum McGregor centre midfield that I think we spoke about it last week I don't know if you agree Brian he's taken the captaincy very well I think his games went up a level or two Callum McGregor I think he's getting better and better I think he's influencing, influencing games now as well I still prefer him in an attacking role mm -hmm. getting forward because he's got goals in him and a lot of outside the box but uh, you know it's a massive result yesterday Celtic getting beat. They could have went one point, one point behind Rangers. Mm. They could have been on 12 points and that was them losing the old firm game.
you know. So yesterday was so so disappointing for them. And against Rangers, they didn't play badly. They dominated a lot of the game, and at Hearts at the beginning of the season, you know, they also dominated quite a bit of it. But they were horrendous. They were terrible yesterday. The manager said it. What is it about away games, Scott? What do you think is happening? The chief exec left over a week ago. Maybe that doesn't matter to players and to the team itself. But I was struck yesterday watching it here. Um, Gordon Strachan, technical director at Dundee, is there, quite yeah, rightly, as yeah. technical director at Dundee, but he's going on, he's at Celtic as well. Now, Gordon Strachan was amazing for Celtic. He won three titles out of four. A great Celtic manager. Yeah, yeah. What's happening here at Celtic? Who's in charge? Who's running it? If you're Ange Postacoglu... Yeah, that's, a, that's a million dollar question, I think. There's, I think there's total confusion now does that matter Barry? Does yeah, it... well, I, listen it is strange obviously I was watching the Dundee yeah. Derby and obviously panned around to the, the stand and, and Gordon Strachan's there with his, with his Dundee tie on yeah. um, he's employed by Dundee and he, he's employed by Celtic for the next three months um, I do find it strange but things like that in football I, I, I don't understand it so do you come out there and then yeah. change the tie and you go down to well, for the well. Livy Celtic what happens when Dundee play Celtic exactly yeah. yeah. you know I find it so confusing there's mm -hmm. no clarity there I don't yep. think now, somebody maybe needs to come out and clarify everything this mm -hmm. is the, the picture here but yesterday when it pans round and Gordon's sitting there I was surprised mm -hmm. you know but there's obviously an explanation someplace along the line and Brian you know it's not personal he was some player I mean one of the greats and he was a terrific manager at Celtic as well oh he was a, he was a real good player mm. I remember playing against him when he was at Aberdeen and I was only a kid what was he like? I don't know I couldn't get near him you know <laughs> uh, and I played against him at Manchester United yeah. but he played on his nearly 40 when he was at Leeds didn't yeah. he? You know, he was so fit. And Won the title at Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can mind him scoring for Scotland in the World Cup and trying to get his leg up on the billboard and mm. things like that. I but, was there, yeah, uh, in Mexico. But what a job he done for Celtic yep. when he was manager. You know, so, yep. you know, obviously Gordon yeah. Strachan knows everything about football. Played against his Celtic teams and his Celtic teams are always well organised. Mm -hmm. They were they were good, they were strong teams, but also they were good football teams mm. as well. But it is a strange one, I'm being employed by, by both. And I, I never even thought about that until mm. Brian just said there. What happens when Dundee play Celtic? Of course, yeah. Does it just no go to the game? And there's been an Ange effect, but I read some stuff on Saturday, Scott, and they said if Celtic lose tomorrow, this is some of the journalists, you know, it could is the honeymoon over? And we asked it earlier, and yet a lot of Celtic fans have enjoyed the way they're playing. But now it's it's not the bit. We wouldn't say the business end of the season, but it is for Celtic now. This is a huge month, September with European football, and probably Scott. More importantly, the league. You can't afford to fall any further behind Rangers. No, we can't. No, no. I think the honeymoon period is over. It's. Um, I think you need to start start getting some of these substitutions right. I think some of the ones yesterday. Why why, why bring on sorrow? Yeah, a holding player. I'd, I'd have played. Yeah. I'd, I'd have played a young guy on the left hand side. I'd have taken. I'd have taken Yota off yesterday. I think he was missing yesterday. Yeah, I was surprised not to see Montgomery. The, the the glimpses that I've seen in Montgomery, I've got to be honest, we have been really impressed with him. Um, so that was uh, wait, wait, listen yep. we don't know we, we, we don't see them train every day but Montgomery is certainly a player that's impressed me maybe Brian does are you going around some of the clubs Brian to to go into training and stuff yeah, I've, been yeah. a, I've been at one or two clubs you know getting up in the morning and getting myself in keep myself going and it's something you've done for the last 40 years getting up and going into a yep. football club so you know it's second nature and I, to be fair most of the clubs have been brilliant with me uh, inviting me in so no I really enjoyed that Great to have you with us. Scott, before you go, Wraith Rovers, uh, potentially a banana skin or be more positive. Uh, 
good record at home, Celtic. They've been on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should should uh, should be able to get by that one. Okay, I would say. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Monday evening, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Brian Rice, the former Hamilton Aki's manager. We're just uh, we're going to be speaking to him about some of the great managers that he played under, including. The one and only Brian Clough. I see it was his anniversary today. What a manager he was, taking Nottingham Forest to win European Cups, Barry. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, crazy. And he, he was, well, I'll let him, yep. I'll let Brian tell you on there, but he was just uh, telling me off here what the, the training was like. Um, one of the best managers about, and I'm sure Brian will tell you what he's training like. It's, listen, a lot of people look at it, you've got to do certain things now. Um, but football's basic for me. Made complicated at times, um, but... It's some great stories about the legend Brian Clough. That's coming up very shortly. Brian Rice, Barry Ferguson here with us on the Go Radio Football Show on the day when uh, this man is 50 today. Henrik Larsson. What a player. Oh, what a player. What a goal scorer. Mm. Uh, I was amazed at many goals he scored with his head. Mm. Yeah, but he got some fantastic delivery, to be fair, for Thompson taking mm. the corners. But he just seemed to pop up with goal after goal and you know the fans took to him. Absolutely, took to him. He's a god at Celtic. Could Park. he have played yesterday at Livingston? Yeah, Barry? well, I've got to be honest with you. I come up against him many a times, and he was he was the one player that we spoke about constantly in team meetings. We keep Henrik Larson quiet. I know Celtic had loads of top players, but he was the one that you had to keep quiet. He was. You don't go on to play with Barcelona and Manchester United if you're no no top class, um, and he was top class. What was it about him? Just, just different. He was a genuine good footballer, but his movement, and I was surprised at the size. I'm very, he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't didn't look the strongest. But see, when you went to try and get the ball off him, he was strong. Um, but the thing that, that jumped out at me was his movement. His movement was was unbelievable. And I see his boy Jordan. They lived in Lanarkshire for a long time. He's he's a player as well, young Jordan. Yeah, it was yep. it, is it not Helsingborg or something? That's right. Yeah, yeah, but he was wanted by some much bigger clubs as well. That was mentioned uh, earlier. Well, if I know bad yep. career, if he turns out half as good as his, his father, indeed. And we're going to hear shortly about the late great Brian Clough. Uh, just the day after we lost Jimmy Greaves, uh, 81 years old, the all-time top scorer in the English top league. He scored 266 goals for Tottenham, their top scorer. And you played there for you know in England for uh, quite a number of years, Brian. And we all know the name of Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. It was so sad yesterday when I, uh, the news came through and I watched a lot of the programmes last night, the old footage and people talking about him. Not just people talking about him, superstars talking about him. Yep. You know, uh, what a gentleman he was, his sense of humour, but what a player he was. And I, I want to have been back to Barry, they were talking about, you know, the state of the pitches then and the kickings they used to get off the centre-halves and but he, his sharpness. And I heard Aaron Shearer talking about, he never blasted the ball and he just seemed to pass it into the net. Yep. And he just... It just looks so good in the footage that we see. Yeah, it's crazy he says that. I was watching some of the footage last night. The players nowadays are privileged. The, the pitches they play on. The pitches that Greaves had played on back in the day, that was, it was like muck keeps. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it, I mean, he looked some mm. finisher. And you don't score that amount of goals. And it was my favourite programme, I've got to be honest, was it? Was it? Ah, Greaves. Yeah, I, used to, yep. I used to love it. Mm. I used to love it. 
So we brought them up. I brought them up um, along with uh, Richard. I mentioned this yesterday to do roadshows across central Scotland, and he had a soft spot for Hamilton Ackies. I think it was the name Hamilton Academical. So we took him there, and Jim White came along and did a bit for the program, uh, and he was absolute gentleman. So I was going round for two days uh, with him, uh, and and uh, Saint and Saint wanted to go back to the hotel quite rightly and just take it easy, but Greavesy had given up the drink, and he wanted to meet people. So he came at the house in Bothwell, which is only five minutes from Douglas Park. So he was at Douglas Park. I said, I need to pick up my suit. Uh, we'll come in. Do you want to come in for a cup of tea? Right away, Greavesy, I'm coming in. And he came in, had lunch at the house. Half my relatives turned up in the hour. The word went round, the kids came from school. St. Greavesy, Shelley Drive, Bothwell, they came for the lunch. He was such a gentleman. He was interested in stuff. And, and I remember he said, Paul, football agents and all the rest, when I was down with the drink and all the rest, nobody wanted me. Now that they're top of the tree, he said, see, look, he nearly bought a car from Skelly's, I remember, that he liked the Granada, but what a gentleman. He well, I think amazing. everybody talks about that. Last night, the programmes, everybody was talking about what a gentleman he was yep. and his sense of humour. When you go back to the Saint and Greasy, I think that was the first programme I remember where it was football and a bit of humour. But yep. the good thing about it was they knew exactly what they were talking about. Right. You know, they, knew, they pinpointed every little mm. thing. But the fun they had in it, and I think it made it, it was brilliant watch. It was yep. a brilliant watch. Well, the BBC had always been very worthy, but a bit pull-faced, and they had a laugh. They laughed about football. And Saint as well was phenomenal, wasn't he? Motherwell, Liverpool and Scotland, they were great, uh, amazing. The tributes, and they, they died within six months of each other, Saint and Greavesy. I love the fact you loved that programme. So yeah, would you yeah, play in the morning, to... then come in, watch it, and yeah, go back I, and play I never in the afternoon? I'll be yeah. honest with you, I never missed it. I made sure when my, my dad was taking me football in the morning, I had to get back for Saint and Greavesy's. Hopefully you're back for the Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson and Brian Rice. Yesterday, you know what happened. Dundee United winning the derby by one goal to nil. It wasn't a great game, but a huge win for Tam Courts. Livingston beating Celtic 1-0. And Rangers drawing 1-1 on flag day with Motherwell. And on Saturday, St Johnson winning at Aberdeen. Hibs and St Mirren 2-2 and Ross County 2 Hearts 2 in the Championship. Uh, Dunfermline and Inverness. Well, Inverness dropped points, but they stay top because Kilmarnock just behind them. Two-goal victory against Partick Thistle. But Jamie is on the line. 0808 17 17 700. A Celtic fan. Jamie, good evening. Good, good evening, Paul. See the point I'm making this evening? I just a call on Sunday mid period and copy a red tier. We've no, we've no one of these games since Valentine's Day last year. The last absolutely scandalous. Look after yourself, Jamie. You make some great points when you come on. Um, so you're going after the manager just now. I'll ask you about some other things in a moment. But Barry, yeah, the honeymoon period, that's probably a cliche. I, I used it earlier on. 
what happens now for Postacoglu? What is he going to do? I mean, people loved the movement and all that for a few weeks. But There's no doubt Celtic are attractive going forward defensively. Mm. They're, they're, they're still vulnerable for me. Um, but that, watching it yesterday, they weren't great going forward either. Yep. Uh, now, you can you can use excuses that they're missing two mm. of their best players. Well, two of their best players. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Callum McGregor and Kyogo. Sure. And Forrest. Oh, sorry, I sorry. keep forgetting about James but Forrest. But we all do because it's yeah. been so long. Yeah, yeah, and it was a big miss last season, James Forrest. I yeah. says it on this programme plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but look, you're at Celtic. You're expected to, to go and, and perform week in, week out. And it's not good enough. You hear Jamie saying there, he's he's angry and frustrated like a lot of Celtic fans because that was, that was three points dropped yesterday. Um, I know they've not had a good record at Livingston, but that shouldn't be an excuse. You've played on plastic pitches plenty mm-hmm. of times. Brian, look at them the other night. Two up against Real Betis. Nearly three. I know nearly don't mm-hmm. count. What did you make of that? Were you, what would you have done as manager uh, if you're two up in Spain against La Liga side? I think you need to get to, get to half-time being two up. I think that's, that's important. But I look at Celtic. The standards they set at home in their, their three home mm-hmm. league games, I think the expectation of the fans rose very, very quickly mm-hmm. because the new manager came in, nobody knew much about him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know scoring goals against Ross County Dundee and St Mirren and the, the standards and let's say the expectations but Celtic are a different team at home they're dynamic they're, they're quick on the break even against Betis the other night the first half some of the, the attacking play mm. part of the, the transition the counter attack it's a different game when you go to Livingston the pitch everything the opponents the way they're set up but Celtic's got to overcome that mm-hmm. you know you've got to win games ugly sometimes mm-hmm. you know it can't always be 12 passes score a goal or a volley for 15 20 yards sometimes you've just got to go and win ugly and Livingston's one of the places where you need to roll the sleeves up you need to match them and if you need to play longer balls play longer balls get in their faces do to them what they do to you and see how they react and Celtic didn't do that Celtic just wanted to play the way Celtic play and sometimes you've got to change he didn't have options though yesterday, did he, to change it? Because Ayeti's not the tallest. Um, they'd been on the bench scales. But this end, Paul, this thing goes down to the, the recruitment then. Exactly. You know, you've yep. got to have a plan A, plan B. You know, yep. they, they can't just have, oh, this is the way we play because this is a personnel. Mm. You've got to have that plan where it's not working this way. Well, what can we do now? For a, you know? for a club the size of Celtic, Jamie, not to have options. And uh, earlier in the day, we watched Lee Griffiths and he started well, almost scored for Dundee. Why do you let a strike... I know he hadn't played. He hadn't played since, well, not really January uh, in the Rangers game when he nearly scored, but he hadn't played much at all. But Chikamakis isn't ready. You know, Christie's away. Edward's gone. Um, they're, they're, way, real... they're way for fun yeah. up top. Are you but... not surprised, Barry? Yeah, but look, in, in terms of Lee Griffiths, you know what I think of Lee Griffiths. I mean, if you're getting a fire on Lee Griffiths, a fat Lee Griffiths, he's the best finisher in Scotland. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, I watched the Dundee Derby, he had a couple of he had a great header, it was just by the post, he had another chance, a shot, the keeper makes a good save. And then, naturally, he tires as the game goes on a wee bit, because he's hardly played, he's hardly played a game of football. Was I surprised that Celtic let him go? No, I, I don't think he was going to get a chance here. So Lee Griffiths has got to think about himself. And that's playing games of football. That's what footballers need to do, mm. is play. Um, but Celtic Arthur up top, did they expect Kyogo to get injured? No, they didn't. No. In international duty, that's a gamble you, you that's a gamble you take. But you sign a, a striker who's no fit. The, the Chikamakis, yeah, yeah. The Greek guy, yep. he's no fit. Jamie. Jamie Celtic here, you mm-hmm. need players. Yeah. 
Jamie, have you some sympathy for the manager, given that he's only been in for, what, three months? Well, well the sympathy's beginning to be laughed for because that's three of me games, three, three defeats, and obviously most of the Ibrox is extremely painful. Obviously, Barry would enjoy that, that's it, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. The same being as well, Paul. I think many times the easier because he's one of the he's one of the players I follow the school. But see when you go to the lights of Livingston, you're going to put the boot in in the nicest mm-hmm. possible way, obviously. You're going to put the boot in and put a hard up for fair effort and then the flame just something yeah. as far as I can see when they put any when they put a hard up for fair effort. The only pass back having G was Captain Vickers and Joe Hart just something. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that, Jamie. Joe Hart made a great save. Uh, I think it was in the second half towards the end. He, he's been a, a great sign. I said that. There was a lot of people questioning when he signed him. I played with Joe Hart. I know it was a number of years ago, but listen, he's had a tough time over the last two or three years. But yep. he's been a great signing for Celtic. He pulls off big saves at, at big moments, Joe Hart. How instinctive was that save, Brian? The one that he just... Oh, yeah, that's just it? instinct. Yep. You know, mm. that's going in the net. That's a yep. top-class save. It comes out that quick. Mm. Uh, it was fantastic and it kept Celtic in the game mm. but I go back to having so many new players in the team going to Livingston they should know what they're up against mm-hmm. you know Livingston they're bottom of the league they're yeah. fighting for their lives so they're at home they're playing on their pitch they would have fancied themselves yesterday going with their record so like I say if it's not working with plan A you've got to have plan B have they a plan B listen Jamie thanks very much for, give us your prediction Wraith Rovers later in the week midweek Oh, it's the legend John Hartsford in the morning so when yeah. you go on the see when George is going to see about it because obviously oh, he can't be too happy about it either No, oh, he'll be in therapy after that yesterday <laughs> I mean, we heard him the other night at Real Betis doing the commentary uh, on the telly Yeah, he'll not be happy You're right, Jamie Tune in tomorrow night Thanks very much for calling, Jamie um, He made some great points the other week um, Well, when Don Mackay left he was looking at the trail of it all. And you can hear it, Celtic fans. It has changed in the last few days now. They're saying, what is going to happen? What is Celtic's uh, best lineup though when they they need a settled defence, don't they? Um, I think that's key. I think that's key. If you're no losing goals, you've got a chance of winning games. And I keep I look at the Celtic team and it's change after change in defence. Mm-hmm. What about Starfelt? Have you seen enough of him? He wasn't playing yesterday, but it's been a really well, tough well, start. Why for was him. he not playing? Was it an injury? Was it getting rested? I think it's injury. Yeah. Was it injury? Yep. I just think, you know, it's so crucial that the, the defenders get to know each other and the goalkeeper gets to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to know their strengths and their weaknesses. And it's been chop and change. You know, Ralston plays, he doesn't play. The, the right back plays at left back. Welsh plays, he doesn't play. You know, it's, it's for me, it's far too many changes. I think you need to get a settled defence, mm-hmm. work that defence and give them time. You'll have to decide. When you, go back to, when you go back to Arsenal when they yep. were at their best, yep. you know, George Graham used to have uh, Dixon, Bold, Adams and Winterburn mm-hmm. every day after training yeah. working for 30 minutes Did he? 30 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. every day after training just working them you know and people might say that's old fashioned it worked it, it works wow yep yeah listen you're always going to get injuries or whatever but I think you've got to keep a settled 8 or 9 players and you're always going to make one or two changes depending on suspension or injury but say you're back 5 and I'm including the goalkeeper mm-hmm. in this that needs to be the most settled part of a team the back 5 Juranovic has done okay, hasn't he? Ralston, arguably Celtic's best player, one of the best, 
and he's been dropped. I, I thought he'd done excellent at the start of the season. If you told me that Ralston was going to be playing in the Celtic first team this this year, I would have um, disagreed with you. Mm -hmm. But obviously, seeing that opportunity, I've got to be honest with you, I, think, I thought he grabbed it with both hands. He surprised a lot of people. Yep, by, I thought he was know, excellent. He surprised by. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, done really well. Done really well. He's maybe an easy an easy option to leave out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that happens with the Scottish players? You know, Greg Taylor, we know he's injured, but he often takes a lot of stick. I do, I do think that sometimes, if you've come from a Scottish team, people go, oh, You know yeah. what you're getting out yeah. of Greg Taylor? Aye, look at six or seven out of ten every single week with Greg Taylor. Yep. He might not be the flashiest, mm -hmm. but you know what you're getting. Six or seven, is that enough for you? That consistency? Uh, no, not a club like Celtic. No, mm -hmm. a club like Celtic and Rangers, I think you need mm -hmm. sevens, eights every week. And I think the point he makes, you, you know what you're getting. Because they're Scottish. They know what's expected. Yeah. They've been brought up with it. You know, it's, it's there. They know exactly what's expected from them. The temperature has changed over the last few days and it's not just that we're heading in to the autumn. For Celtic, that was a bad loss yesterday against Livingston. Here again is the manager. Yeah, of course. It's a concern. I mean, you, you, can't, um, you can't go through a, a season without winning away from home and, and, and be successful. So, you know, I think... Look, apart from today, our performances away from home have still been good, and, and you know we've, we've been able to, to get ourselves in good positions in all, and uh, things haven't gone our way. But today, as I said, it's just disappointing because I thought that we, you know, if we are not, you know, if we're going to fall short of what we want to achieve, uh, at least do it our way, and I don't think we did today. Sending really down there, the manager, but the table. It's Rangers on the top with 13 points, Hibs and Hearts on 12, Motherwell on 11, Dundee United on 10 and then Celtic on 9 points. Quick break and then we're back. Brian Rice, Barry Ferguson and Stephen Jarrett's going to be speaking about yesterday's 1-1 draw. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from 5. Two points dropped. Uh, I think today we were in control for a lot of the game. I thought box to box we... We were outstanding at times, um, but you've got to go and reward yourself for all the good play. And unfortunately, our quality after we got into the final third wasn't there today. We scored one good goal, but for me, that was a 3 4 0 game. We go and reward ourselves for all the good play. So it feels really frustrating at the moment because it's obviously two points dropped. I thought at times we were vulnerable today, and at 1 0, you'd always leave yourself wide open to drop two points. Stephen Gerrard not happy to drop two points against Motherwell, and Brian did so much of the play in the first half that you know you, you can't afford just of the one goal if you've got that kind of possession you need to convert when you're on top and you're at home like Rangers were uh, and the chances they were creating you've got to take them you've got to kill the opposition off because if you don't it just gives them belief you know they've gone at half time one nothing down thinking to themselves hey, we've not really played here we've been under under the cosh a bit here but we're still in the game let's hang in there and we will get a chance and that's what happens yeah, it's interesting to listen to him there. He's using a he's used a word there which you never heard last season. The defence looked vulnerable. They were absolute rock solid last year. And when you're missing Hollander and Balligan, um, that's where we're just talking about Celtic earlier on. They're chopping, changing their defence. Rangers ain't looking solid because if you look back to last season, apart from the last couple of months, it was Tavernier, it was Golson, it was Hollander, it was Barisic, and it was Alan McGregor in goals. The vast majority of the games. Barry, we went there last year, uh, and I spoke about earlier in 1 1 0. Rangers had 32 attempts at goal. <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm saying. And we won 1 0. And I, I said at half time to them, I says, Look, this might just be our night. I says, Because they've had all the possession, they've had all these attempts at goal, 
and they've no scored. I says, sometimes you get a wee bit of luck and sometimes you feel it as a, as a standing at the side or a, actually playing. Hey, we, we might just get something here. Mm-hmm. And we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say 32 attempts at goal wow. when they couldn't score. 24 shots in goal yesterday. Just the one goal. Yeah, look, I, as I said, I, I watched the game um, in the first half and I don't think you can have many complaints the way they played. I just thought when they got in the final third, they lacked that wee bit of mm. quality where they're, they're normally on fire. Second half, they didn't start well. And you've got to give Muddle credit for that. Sometimes it's easy for them to say that Rangers weren't in top form, but Muddle had a lot to do, uh, do uh, about that. Mm. Um, I, I thought they got in their faces, they frustrated them, and they got the goal. It was a mistake. Rangers could defend uh, could defend it a lot better, um, but Muddle took that opportunity. Who impressed you most for Rangers yesterday? Joe Rebo. I, I, I like. I just think. I just feel he gets better and better. Each game I see um, Joe Aribo um, and he's one that a lot of people talk about Ryan Kent Morelos I think Aribo a lot of clubs down south will be looking closely at him Brian I think Aribo's a, a top player I really do and he, he plays coming in and off the right a lot and you know what he's going to do he's, you know Mark Waters used to do it you knew he was going to do a step over but you couldn't yeah. stop him <laughs> you know but I think Aribo he comes in off the right and he, he, he gives it a wee shimmy and he comes inside and he can go back but he's always wanting to get back on that left foot mm-hmm. and he's balls a bit. he's very unlucky near the end isn't he uh-huh. he hits Morelos yep. with the ball but I think he's still a young lad mm-hmm. and uh, I just I love watching him playing what about Wright a player that you really well he's rate. got an opportunity yep. now mm-hmm. Ryan Kent's going about for three or four weeks mm-hmm. um and Scott Wright's def- definitely got the qualities. I think I thought sorry Rangers done the right thing and bring him in early last year, got him used to his surroundings, and now it's a big season for him. And now he's got a great opportunity. With Ryan Kent been injured, um, and he showed in bits for Rangers mm-hmm. that he can produce it. So now he's got a real opportunity. See, like last year when he came in, Barry, everybody was raving about him. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, that's what they judge him on. Now. Yeah. Oh, when he first came in, he was he was dynamic. He was he was at you. He was getting goals, assists, and that's what they'll judge him on. Now. Especially the old firm, as you know, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he's got it in his game. There's no doubt. I've watched him since he's been a kid. We tried to sign him a few times on loan, but did you? Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. tried to sign him a yep. few times on loan, mm-hmm. and we just couldn't get it done. Uh, I always seen something in him, and I wasn't surprised when he went to Rangers, and I wasn't surprised when he, he started the way he started. And I think you know, the second season is always the hardest. Mm-hmm. It's always the hardest for every young player but I definitely think he'll be a real good player for Rangers this is his chance isn't it obviously as you mentioned with Ryan Kent what about Kemar Roof we all know how talented he is he's another one that needs to stay fit if you look at his kind of record of playing games he he goes and plays two or three misses two or three Um, and he's had some some issues with with injuries there's no doubt he's got quality look you don't play at Leeds I mean I've watched him plenty of times at Leeds he went across to to Anderlecht Um, was was there had that was missing through injury, um, but he's definitely got qualities. He just needs to get a run of games. and just needs to stay clear of their little niggles. Have they made a mistake allowing Cedric Eaton to go away on loan, given that Morelos isn't firing and all? No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think uh, with Morelos, Eaton, Sakala, I think they've got enough there. If they if they can keep fit like Barry says, and once Morelos scores a goal or two, he'll take off. Mm-hmm. You know, his body language isn't the best a lot of times. But when he starts scoring, and when he, he really wants to be at it, he's a handful. 
Barry always says he's the first one that opposition managers must look and say, you know, if there's any doubt about fitness or whatever, oh, Morelos is playing. You don't want to be against him. No, you don't want to be against him because you can do something out it's different. Yeah. You know, he can score all different types of goals and he shoots for some crazy positions and things like that. But I would rather have him in my team than not in my team. Here's the manager speaking about the defence and the attack. Defensively, it's a mentality thing and also going forward, we need players who, are, who have that hunger, that determination to really go and bust the goal to score goals and create goals. I've seen a lot of outstanding performances today, but it was only from box to box. It, we never had enough in the final third, which for me, we need to keep working towards. Barry? Yeah, yep. I, I mentioned that, that. That's yep. what um, that I took for the game um, when I was going between the Rangers and, and Celtic mm. game. Very good in the middle third, controlled the game. Some good play once they got into that final third. It was a final ball. It was over hit or under hit. Um, that final pass through wasn't quite on. And when you're no doing that, you've got every opportunity. When you're only 1-0 up, it's a dangerous scoreline, 1-0. If you're no firing on all cylinders, there's always a chance that the opposition can get that one chance. And Munnell did, and, and to be fair to them, they took their chance. And once that goal went in, they went back into a formation and again just frustrated Rangers and and um, and played played um, decent stuff at times as well, Muddle. How often does that happen? You have a, a title party, you know, the flag goes up, although to be fair, it was before the players came out, wasn't it? They did it low-key-ish, a bit great for the fans because nobody was in last year because of COVID. But often it happens, isn't it? You get the custard pie, you know. You, sometimes you... it's better if you go a goal down uh -huh. and it sparks you into life, you know, and sometimes you can score too early mm. yeah. and you've got so much possession. You've got so much possession that you switch off, your concentration levels go... I watched Hibs on, on Saturday and Hibs didn't play very well for large periods of the game. And I think the boy, John Newell's a, a real good football player. And he's passing the ball at the park, two-yard, three-yard passes. And it, sometimes that happens. Your concentration level goes and when you're on top and you're not scoring, you know, you just expect to win still. You still expect to win. But, you know, they're no easy games. Well, Rangers are one point clear, well, not clear, one point ahead at the moment of Hibs and Hearts, Barry. So the, the Edinburgh sides are off the top of the table. We're a wee bit partisan west of Scotland here, Brian, but we're anti-nobody. So Hibs and Hearts, good start to the season. They've had a few draws now. Uh, but what about Aberdeen then? So good start yeah. to the season. It's gone wrong since the Premier Sports well, it's defeated. Funny times because Stephen Glass yeah. has certainly been backed in the transfer market. He's, he's brought a lot of new players in. Um, I think that's six games without a win now. Um, so they're, they're starting I, I heard after the game on Saturday the fans weren't weren't too happy so they've got expectations they expect their team to, to finish third for me because I don't think any of them are going to break Celtic or Rangers um, in position one and two so third place was the position that they identified they wanted to get but they're making it they're making it hard for themselves I saw them last week against Motherwell and they had a large travelling support there and I was I was disappointed mm -hmm. I must admit I was disappointed to back through the midfield, they were good. Mm -hmm. Good possession play, but they never at any stage hurt Motherwell. One cross for Ramsey, who was outstanding. The boy was absolutely outstanding. But they never, nobody gone beyond the striker. It was only to put the ball in the box, they wouldn't put it in the box. And it had to be the perfect goal. Right, just played in front of just, teams. I, yeah. And when Motherwell scored, Motherwell says, well, you're not going to hurt us because you're not doing anything to get yeah. beyond us or anything like that. I was disappointed. You know, lovely in the eye, good mm -hmm. on the eye. A bit like uh, Stephen was talking there, mm -hmm. for box to box, mm -hmm. but there was nothing going into the box. One cross to be fair to Marley Watkins, he should have scored. Uh, and Motherwell just looked stronger, looked hungrier. Mm -hmm. 
know, I was disappointed in Aberdeen last week. And you would imagine Aberdeen would be strong and hungry. Is he looked at the midfield three. Yeah. Scott Brown, yeah. Longstaff from Newcastle United, who's yeah. played a number of first team games, and my nephew Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. That's three Scottish international. Three yeah. very good midfielders. Mm. Um, and they've got good quality there. I know Hedges is missing. He's a big player for them. Yeah, he's a good player. He's yep. a good player. He's a dangerous player. But if you look at the squad, they spent a bit of money on uh, Ramirez yep. um, from the MLS. And I can go on. I mean, the young young kid, Ramsey, he's going to be a, a yep. proper player. Mm. Uh, another year or two, just give him time to get a number of games under his belt. But you look at the quality they've got in the squad, they should be further up the league for me. I was touching on that point again when I was watching them. It was so predictable what they were trying to do. The three midfield players they spoke about there, they started getting frustration, frustrated and they started dropping deeper and deeper. So the gap between the striker and the midfield was huge. Mm -hmm. you know. And when it did go up to the striker, they couldn't get support up quick enough, Barry. Yeah. Uh, and you were just sitting there saying, where's your plan B here? Mm -hmm. And there was no plan B again. Who would have thought for St. Johnson, you know, they did so brilliantly last year, the two cups... Uh, good run in Europe, maybe not a run, but you know they did well against Galatasaray before falling. But until yesterday, they didn't have a win, and they got a win. And the man of the match, Effie Ambrose. Oh, it just yeah. shows you, you know, uh, Effie for he can be brilliant. He's got that mistake in him. We all know. But I tell you what, what a good signing. You know, his, yeah. his experience in there because St Johnston have lost their captain. They yeah. lost Care, didn't they? Yeah. They lost Care. Yeah. They could have lost McCart to Hibs. They could have lost Rooney to Rotherham. Uh, so. Calm's identified that they needed somebody in there because he likes to play a back three. And that'll suit Effie down to the ground. Effie can let the, the two young ones pick up. He can go on the ball like Beckenbar and go and do what he does. No, I think it's a brilliant signing. And Stevie May getting the goal. Yeah, well, yeah. ex-Aberdeen. Uh, always happens that way, innit? Uh, Stevie May. Because he's, again, Stevie May, since he's went to St. Johnson, he's been in and out of the team, uh, Stevie May. But... Great finish, to be fair. Uh, cut across the ball um, into the bottom corner. Uh, but I says, I says on Friday, Paul, I fancy St. Johnson to get mm -hmm. the result. I did, I really do. Callum's yep. got a way of playing 3 5 2. Uh, Brian's just mentioned there, Jason Kerr's a big miss. Young boy, Alan McCann, the middle of the park. Yep. I mean, you got, rave about him. Yeah, yep. I've got big yeah, expectations. Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. I've been watching him closely over the last 12 or 18 months. Just, again, he's another one. Where I think it's just a stepping stone. If he goes down there and does well, I think he'll he'll go up that next level. Um, two big misses, but also they brought in the boy McPherson for Simon, who I like. He's self injured, isn't he? Uh, he's self injured in training, young yeah. Cammy. I think he's back in a week or two in ex Hamilton player Ali Crawford, who's, who's a decent footballer. So he's recruited well. Yeah. Um, what I like about St Johnston, and I've done it myself. Two strikers, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, Barry. I just like going with two strikers. I think the game, if they win a game, you've got to score goals. And I always think I'm more chance of scoring with two than I have with one. Mm. And centre halves these days, they never play man for man. Aye. They're no used to playing man for man. And teams start changing formation all because you put two strikers up against them. And I just think it sends a positivity right through your team. Mm. Oh, but I'm going with two strikers. I don't care. I'd go to Ibrox and Parkhead and everything. Just play two strikers. And it's just the way I am. And sometimes it worked. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it works, it sometimes yep. it doesn't. But, yep. you know, I think if the, if the players see the manager being positive, then it, it's got to have an effect. Brian, I was struck by what you said in the first hour, Brian Rice with us, the former Hamilton manager. And I was asking you what it was like in the highs and the lows. And I know you talked about the lows. We probably didn't have as much time to talk about the highs. And you made a great point. You said, who supports the leader? And on the business show here yesterday morning, and this is not a plug for the business show on Go Radio, uh, Lord Willie Hockey and Sir Tom Hunter were speaking about 
because you were talking about COVID and who looks after the leader of an organisation when it's going when it's going wrong because you can't show it to your players or your staff or whatever you've got to keep on the game face Barry you must have to do it as well at, you know at Alloa I, I totally Kelly get team. where Brian's coming from uh, you, so, you put that face on when you, you see the boys when yeah. you're talking to the boys and you get in the office sometimes it's a lonely place yeah. it's a lonely especially after a defeat it's lonely that journey back home um, there's a lot of thinking time um, and as it's a, it's a good shout that where does the, the manager or the leader of an organisation or a team mm. get the support I think Alec Ferguson was speaking some time ago and I heard him saying it who motivates the motivator mm-hmm. yep you know who's there who does for you then Brian see for the managers is the managers association is there much on the go these days no, for them no because no. no. there was for years with Alex yeah, Smith and, yeah yep. it's still there Billy Brown has got a part to play in it uh-huh. but you're very much on your own you're very much your own. You talk to other managers, you know, you've got, you have two or three close friends that are managers, but if they're having a bad time as well, you know, it can be a bit, a bit difficult. I just think it's, it's a job where you know what you're going into uh, and there's more lows than there is highs. I was talking about that yesterday to somebody. The amount of, when you win on a Saturday, come five o'clock, you're worrying about next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's your worry next week. Uh, when you lose on a Saturday, it's worry again. Mm-hmm. It's just worry. You got a fifteen-minute window of enjoying it. <laughs> I know because I, I try. It's, yeah. it's, listen, you say it yourself. I try and switch off at times, but it is hard because mm-hmm. your your phone's non-stop. Mm-hmm. People try to get a hold of you, whether it's after a game, mm-hmm. somebody get a an issue, uh, whether it be an injury or, or COVID mm-hmm. or, or something. There's always something going on. But and Barry, you, see now, the guy's got to sort it. See now, see because of social media, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a football problem. You know, one year players could go and somebody takes a picture of them yep. or blah blah. Yeah, you know, it's a constant worry. It's just a constant mm-hmm. worry. Who supports the managers? And maybe that's something that people should try and take into account. Although you might say it's up to the managers themselves to get the organised. Well, but I don't know the Ryan answer. makes but, a good yeah. point. You know what you're getting into. Aye. You do. Yeah. There's, there's no excuses. You, it's no that you go in blind. You know that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. It's how you deal with it. And you need a good, just good people about you. Yeah, for me, if I'm going through a tough time, most important thing is my family running about me. Mm-hmm. I remember Alec Totten told me, he says when he, he went to Rangers, Jock Wallace, first thing he says right. to him was, just win. <laughs> <laughs> just win. That, 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 that seems, you know, Rangers and that, it's a lot easier, trust me, but, you know, it's, it's a brilliant job. Yeah. But, the pressures are there, the worries are there, and the mood swings are there, definitely. Ready for some more calls? Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Back in the lines now. Let's go to Kevin in Bells Hill. Kevin, good evening. Good evening. How you doing? You're through to Barry, Paul and to Brian. So, Kevin, what a weekend for you. Rangers drop two points, but Celtic losing at Livingston. Yes, I think that's from Euro- it's a European hangover, I think. Um, it just, uh, I, I actually think I said to the producer there yep. I actually think they'll go far in Europe mm-hmm. both teams but I, I think that's just a hangover from midweek there the new players obviously Celtic's new players but Rangers have got new players they should be settled in that but obviously injuries and whatever Yep, neither of them playing brilliantly at the moment. But for Celtic, you must be worried. You know, the manager, they were really, really poor yesterday yeah. at Livingston. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three games. Three games, away games. Kevin, not, where do you stand on ball and golly? Would you have had him back on? Would you have allowed him to play again? Honest answer, no chance. No. 
No. I'm just not sure with that. I mean, we're all for forgiveness for people. Everyone I makes mistakes. Surpri- but, I was yeah. surprised when I, I seen the team lines uh, with bowling goal. He just came in for, for mm. nowhere. Uh, obviously, Taylor's injured. Yeah. But, but I don't know what Kevin thinks, young boy Montgomery. Again, I've seen in flashes has mm. really in, uh, impressed me. And mm. obviously, uh, the, the new boy, the... The creation yeah, boys yeah, played Juranovic. left back yeah, and Ralston exactly. played right back. So I, I was really surprised at that, that selection. But look, the manager, he decides that. He sees them day in, day out. People can understand that yesterday, Brian. You've got Anthony Ralston, who apparently could have played for Scotland the other week. I'm not quite sure what happened. But, you know, when um, Scotland needed some cover, uh, you've got Montgomery, you've just mentioned. Adam Montgomery, outstanding talent. Are you not surprised? That- I was very surprised that he played. Then I read the manager's comments uh, He'd be training very well. Well, you should be training very well because you want to catch a manager's eye. Yep. You know, and, exactly. and it, you know, I don't think many people would forgive him for what he'd done last year. You know, I think he totally disrespected Celtic and Scottish football. Everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. But I was really surprised. And I can understand the manager playing a left-footed player to keep mm. the balance yep. in the team. And I, I'd have thought Montgomery would have played yeah. there, to be that fair. Kevin, are you looking forward yeah. to the rest of the week? Is that what you're thinking about now? The next games, the Premier Sports Cup. Um, really, I, see the, the league right now. It's something up and going. Rangers and Celtic. It's got to be losing really a lot of points the way they're starting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a Celtic fan, but it's got to be a nothing top to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to Europe. I think with Celtic and Rangers, we'll go far in Europe. I really do. Do you think Celtic will go far, Kevin, when you watch them defensively? Because these European teams, you know, they're good quality and most of them are really good attacking, uh, especially at home. And I just worry, especially for Celtic going away from home in Europe. Celtic could have been 3 0 up, um, obviously, with a missed opportunity, but they could have been 3 0 up and then it's, 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 it's the style of football that Lange wants to play. Um, at least spaces obviously over the top under it's it's I think we'll get there but it's I think the, the both teams will go far uh, in Europe see when see when you make mistakes against good teams they punish you it's a different level Europe you've you seen uh, I, I know they had a great start I mean 2 nothing up uh, but if you look at Celtic's goals they conceded they were, they were some of them were for bad goals, uh, Kevin. So that that's only worry when you play against the sort of teams that they're in their Euro- uh, Europa group stage, or league, sorry. If you do make mistakes, you get punished big time. It was shown with Rangers. Rangers made a couple of mistakes. We can't get caught in the middle of the pitch. The guy goes up, with, uh, drives up the left-hand side, cuts in with a great finish. That's what happens, and that's what happened to both Rangers and Celtic for me. It's very strange, Kevin, yeah. when you see Celtic going to Seville and scoring three goals. Oh, it's crazy. And, and then they kind of go to Livingston and score one. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and yeah, I think it's... Exactly. Yeah, Barry spoke about it earlier. The consistency. You know, you've got to churn out, out performances. You've got to find a way to win. Celtic and Rangers have got to find a way to win. It's expected. And yesterday was so disappointing. I think the most disappointing thing was they didn't really create 10, 12 chances. You know, and... The goalkeeper, to be fair, had a fantastic save for a jetty late on. But I don't think MD can grudge Livingston getting the points or even if it would have been one point. No, they deserved it. Your next away game is Aberdeen. And as Brian mentioned earlier, they haven't won away in the league since uh, 14th of February. 
So Aberdeen yep. up there, and yet Celtic at home, you know, scoring all those goals. I know, yeah, not two, a, it's like two yeah. different teams. There's no doubt yeah. about it. We spoke about the amount of goals they've scored at home. I mean, it's just waves of attack. And then away from home, that, that's got to be a real concern. They've got, they've got a good record at Aberdeen mm -hmm. over yeah. the last mm -hmm. few seasons. They've yeah. got a real good record and they've, they've scored a lot of goals at Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. you know, it's so, a different team, though. It's a different team. Aberdeen's a different team now as well, Kevin, you know. And, the, uh, and their skipper as well, Brian. Can you imagine Scott yeah, Brown? Scott What's Brown. his team talk going to be like, do you think? Uh, well, yeah. I, wish, I wish I was in there to listen to it. <laughs> You'll be fired up. Oh, you know, Scott Brown's a winner. doesn't yeah. matter who he's playing for. He's an absolute winner. And... You know, he was a, yep. a fantastic player for Celtic, but he's moved on now. You know, so he'll be doing his utmost for Aberdeen. Kevin Wraith Rovers uh, midweek. What's your scoreline? Well, it should be a formality, but well, let's see. Um, I don't know what team Andrew put out. Yep. Uh, whether injuries or who's available. Is James Forrest available again? Um, I did know. say I did say there was a couple of players going to be back available yep. for that game on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So who is that? Is it? Callum McGregor, mm -hmm. is it James Forrest? Um, I think James Forrest was training. I think Sunday was just too early for him, so it could be a James Forrest or a Callum McGregor. They'll be hoping for both. Kevin, thanks very much for calling Go Radio. Cheers. You're welcome. Thank you. No guarantees in football. You see that Lionel Messi was taken off at PSG and he didn't look oh, too he happy, happy, was he? I seen it. Did the manager put his hand out to kind of? No, I just the, yeah. Messi had a wee um, a wee growl at him. Um, I like that Pochettino I like yeah, all yeah. that I mean I, I don't think you, you should have a, I don't think you should be happy coming off no, no. you want to be angry yeah. you want to be disappointed you look at him and Ronaldo the amount of games they play per season mm. they don't get rested mm. they don't get rotated mm. they love it they want to play and they don't want to be taken off mm. what about Ronaldo at Man United then and he got a goal yesterday and then Jesse Lingard putting them 2-1 up and then they the penalty a couple of goals yeah. Ronaldo yeah. Um, but he I mean, we're just talking about Messi, we're talking about Ronaldo, 36 years of age and he's, he's just a machine, isn't he? The guy. Yep. He's a machine. What about Mark Noble coming on then for the penalty? Where do you stand on that? Uh, Did you ever bring somebody on just at the end? Although he's got a fantastic record. Yeah, he's got a great yeah. record. Uh, his, his penalties now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have done that. No. I don't know. I think the boy Rice has took two, he scored one and missed one. Uh, but... Noble's record, as you say. If he scores, we're not talking about it. Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But David Moyes, what a job he's done there. And it's ironic, isn't it, that Jesse Lingard comes back down and scores he's for Man United. An absolute absolute worldy. Yep. Um, and he needs to get his career back on track. He had a great four or five month with West Ham. Mm -hmm. He's been he made a bad mistake in Europe during the week for Man United. It yep. caused a goal, but He's come on and repaid it with it with that goal against West Ham. What a finish it was. We've talked about a few great names, many great names in the last hour and a half. You mentioned Henrik Larsson, 50 today. You talked about Jock Wallace, got to mention the late great manager of Rangers, the goalkeeper at Berwick Rangers who came and along with Jock, uh, Jock Wallace and along with uh, Willie Waddle won the Cup Winners Cup in 1972. And Brian, you know where this is going? Down at Nottingham Forest, you were with uh, Brian Clough. What was he like? And for the younger listeners, I mean, he won the European Cup a few times. It was well, amazing. Twice, yeah. Twice, yeah. Twice. What was he like? He was a one-off. Uh, people keep asking the question, what was his secret? His secret was simplicity. You know, we put the same formation. Uh, there were certain things we'd done in, in games. We weren't allowed to throw the ball back away. If you played wide, you crossed it front post. Uh, and all you ever heard him shouting to people was turn, turn, mm. turn on the ball. I was sent to Barry Erla in the six and a half years, seven year I was there. We never worked on set plays. We never worked on team shape. We never worked on 
beating the opposition. He's just got players, played them in a formation and told them, play simple, pass and move, just pass and move. And just, it was, nothing was structured. It was just crazy. I was talking about the training, Barry. The training was the same every single day. We used to get small hockey goals. And it would be old v young. The goalkeepers would play outfield. And we would just play games. Just playing games under below head height, one and two touch. Mm. Everything like that. Never done crossing and finishing in six and a half year. Never never used big goals. Seriously? Never done crossing and finishing in six and a half year. The only time we do crossing and finishing is when we'd get a Wednesday off and the kids would be in training. And you'd go in and train with the kids because they got crossing and finishing. You know, wow. Barry, it's just incredible yeah. when you think back. It's amazing. When, when they told me, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. Couldn't believe it. But listen, they, they, they had good players, mm-hmm. not <laughs> top players. I'm saying good. Well, we'd six, we'd six England internationals mm-hmm. in the team. We had uh, Des Walker, Stuart Pierce, Nigel Clough, Steve Hodge, Neil Webb, uh, somebody else. There was six England international players yep. in the team. Amazing. And his team talk. So he brought. Forest up, I remember for Davy Province uh, testimonial. I played in that. Did you play that I night. I played yeah. that night. So yeah. is this true? Can you tell us in Go Radio? Did you stop off at the pub at Paisley at Davy Hayes Place? No, that's when they played them in the European Cup. Oh, so that was in the European yeah, Cup. That so was the European yeah. Cup. I wasn't there, and that was the right. season before. But Davy Province testimonial. We're, yeah. st- we're standing in the tunnel, and Stuart Pierce is the captain, and he says to me, "What one's Davy Province?" And me, be me, I went him at the front. Well, it was Roy Aiken, eh? <laughs> so he went up to Roy Aiken and says, all the best, Davey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Davey will get you for that yeah, one. That was, yeah, uh, was brilliant they came up that night. But that's true then. He took them to the yeah. pub, didn't he? Davey yeah. Hayes pub yeah. in Paisley. He said, I'll pop in for a drink beforehand. And he, he popped yeah. in. Uh, the boys were telling me they popped in, Barry, and everybody got a drink, as they always did the night yeah. before. Every away game, we always got a drink. And he said, I'll just put it in Davey's tab. <laughs> and uh, I think they beat Celtic. It was either 3-1 or 3-0 the mm-hmm. next night. Wait, what do you mean? A, a league game? You go and have a. We go away every Friday. Uh, as soon as we got to the hotel, we'd eat in a wee Italian and not. And I'm jumping the bus. We'd get to the hotel wherever we were. Everybody up in the rooms, drop the bag and come back down, and there'd be 16 half pints of lager. <laughs> 16 half. You weren't allowed a pint, but you could have two yeah. half pints. <laughs> you know, and like three or four of the lads didn't drink. You know, so we'd be passing them about. <laughs> and what actually happened is once once you got a taste of it, once you got two or three half pints, you know, right, we're way up the room. You go way up the room and maybe order a bottle of wine at room service and things like that, you know. <laughs> what, what, but what? we were the third best team in England. Uh, exactly. But every team was yeah. doing But we'd done that all the Phenomenal. time. Yep. If you're just tuning in, that's not the way we're no. encouraging you to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. But no. Brian Rice telling us about life under the late, great Brian Clough. Two times winner of the European Cup, champions yeah. in England, and not in Forest, you know, not the biggest club, although... You mentioned a word there, simplicity. Yep. Football that's what simple. you said earlier, keep yep. it simple. Yep. I know. He we, used to say to me, Barry... When I played my wide, he said, get your feet in the touchline or get your feet in the bath. And that's how, that's, you just knew the rules. Mm. Brian, will you come and join us again? Oh, come 100%, yeah. Great to see you great. and hear you on the programme tonight. Brian Rice, we wish you more to talk about. So hopefully we'll, you'll join us again in the coming weeks. And you too, Barry, we'll see you in a few days. Have a good few days. And uh, yep, we'll see you soon. Thanks very much. Rob's back tomorrow night, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.